In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Ah, yes, spring has sprung. I mean, technically, not for another month. But, you know, here we are in in the end of February, and baseball's back. So we got spring training going. you got freshly cut grass, the sound of the crack of the bat. We're we're ready to go. Things are blooming. Pollen is flying around. Oh, yeah, a lot of that. We tape this wonderful broadcast in Tampa, Florida, where we reside, and so... We really don't get much of a spring. Like, we're going to pivot straight into summer here. Yeah, I mean, if you fast forward to actual spring, that is, yeah, I mean, that's late March, and, and it's already, yeah. like, unbearably hot. Well, so. we're wearing our spring colors today. We are. I'm so glad we're <laughs> celebrating the <laughs> so season. So bright, and I like it. Gray pants, black shirt. We we match. This I is told good. You. Yeah, after football season, we go into a dark hole, and sometimes we dress our feelings, don't we? Yeah. Uh, should I welcome everybody into the No Off no. Days podcast? Welcome on in. This uh, Back from his darkness retreat. Chris Cato and uh, I am Scott Smith and uh, yeah so baseball's here but it's a little bit different for our hometown Tampa Bay Rays because they're going to be playing uh, all almost all of their spring training games in the trop so I mean it's nice you know from a commute standpoint I'm sure fans will love that but it's the trop doesn't really say spring training right right? and let's remind people why this is because their spring training facilities in fort myers were damaged charlotte yeah port charlotte port charlotte that's right damaged during hurricane ian so so they're getting a little bit of a makeover there and so in the time being they're at the happiest place on earth which is disney's wide world of sports now wait they're doing their spring training games at the trop practice practice correct uh an hour and a half well, you know, once I-4. once they start playing games, okay. which is this weekend, uh, then they're just going, right? Okay. So, Are they getting a helicopter to take them from Orlando to Tampa? Because have you driven on I-4? Oh, yes. Very recently, in fact. It's, back from Daytona. It's, yes. a, it's a level of hell that, that no one deserves, really. <laughs> I'd rather so, gouge my eyes out with chopsticks. So uh, now the Rays are going honest. to be stuck in traffic, uh, but yeah. ho- hopefully they have a good spring training. Yeah. So the, the, the third uh, member of our team here, Brian King, in the booth, <laughs> BK. Welcome on in. And BK and I actually did that drive back from Daytona and, uh, and two. So uh, you enjoyed it, though, right, Brian? You're a glutton for, glutton for punishment. Truth be told, Brian, were you driving and he was sleeping? Is that what was he going on? He won't let here? me drive. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you ridden with Scott when he's driven? Uh, <laughs> no. He never invites me to go anywhere. I get fired up when I'm thinking Daytona. I got to get there quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, heavy on the gas. So it was a really mm-hmm. unpleasant drive for Brian then. No, no, no. He he drove, okay. so it was it was good, and uh, we got there safely. Yeah. You know, I tried to get him to you know draft on some of the drivers <laughs> in front of us, but he he refused to push your teammate in the Mustang. Um, yeah. No, you boys did did us proud though. Great representation yeah. well, of thank you. I Fox thirteen that. there. Glad you were able to fool your way into media row. Yeah, once again. Yeah, we totally fooled everybody. We got through it unscathed, and uh, yeah, we had a good time. Got to see a little uh, little new five hundred winner in Ricky Stenhouse. So, uh, but uh, I don't know how much NASCAR we're going to be talking today. I mean, last week we had Eric Almarola on. And, he was a treat. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was. Um, but. What do we have on the big show today here, BK? Uh, today we got Ryan Jensen. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Buck Center. Back into football. It didn't take long, did it? It didn't, no. no. Off-season. Off yeah. <laughs> Off-season is short around here. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's coming in. Coming into the studio, so that'd be, yeah. it'd be nice to meet with him. Okay. Find out what he's been up to. Very good. A lot of questions that we can pose to Ryan. Right. Yes, I hope you pose most of them because I didn't come prepared to interview him. No, yeah, we're going to boot you out of here. We okay. know that We know you have a big meeting, so uh, yeah, he'll be filling your chair. <laughs> 
And uh, but it'll only be temporary. Nobody uh, nobody uh, could ever replace you. I'm gonna not get Wally pipped. That's what you're saying. Yeah, no, okay. you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, you're good. All Chris. right, so uh, get Brian back in here. Don't you're not getting no, away that yeah, easily. Come on. No. All right, so we got we got Ryan, and then um, what do you have in store in our last block? Uh, the last block this week is a huge anniversary in the sports world. The Miracle on Ice. Mm. That was what forty How many years ago. Forty three years ago. Was it? Yes. Really? I, I know it's. Where's time gone? I don't know. Do if I, I, don't, it well? I don't know if I was born then. I remember it. <laughs> you were born. <laughs> Barely. You were born. I, yeah. I I I remember it quite well. Remember where I was, and I actually remember watching it. Okay, really? so you're gonna take us back through your feelings as That's you're it. watching this. Oh, we're just okay. gonna it's gonna be six minutes of me talking about me watching <laughs> in my parents' bedroom by myself. Oh, <laughs> how did now now what was the viewing experience like? So take us. I want. I do want to know a little bit of the nostalgia around. Like, did you were you really? watching on a uh, like was, an old RCA TV was, with your like the pliers to turn the channels? Yeah, with close aluminum foil on the rabbit close, no. close to it. It was. I was twelve, and uh, it was. I believe it was a Friday when it happened, and. I tried to get my dad to, you know, hey, this hockey game, America's playing in hockey, playing Russia. Ah, I don't want to watch it. I don't, I don't care for that. So I had to go and watch their TV in their bedroom, which was just a, a bad one. And so I sat on the edge of the bed the entire time and kept going into the den. So, hey, you might want to watch this. No, nah, no, nah, we're good. Really? Yeah. Wow. So by was myself, there regret afterward? I've never asked them that, but I bet there, there is a bit of regret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, if you if you knew at the time that what yeah. you were watching was a slice of history, you know. And that uh, your son is in your bedroom <laughs> getting to witness <laughs> yes. this. Like, Brian's greatest sporting memory was when he was 12 in his parents' bedroom. There you go. Watching, yes. watching on the black <laughs> nice. and white. Okay. Well, that'll be fun. So, but, but anyway, we'll, we'll tie that into the final block where if you could go back in time oh, and, and okay. witness. So it's not, not just. No, it's not just that. Okay. okay. Go back in time and witness any sporting event. Anything you can just, you know, watch oh, be fun. In, it, in person. In person, okay. yes. Fun. Just I'll be a fly on the wall for what would it be? You know, Miracle and Ice would be, you know, pretty high up our own. That's such a us. big question. It so is. So I'm going to, I'll do a little research between now and then. I when, will start Googling. When, <laughs> Googling memories. <laughs> <laughs> All my favorite memories that Google reminds me of. Okay. Very good. I appreciate it, BK. Uh, if you are listening and you would like to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. You're watching. You want to listen or subscribe, take out your phone, zap the QR code in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen, and uh, you like Shoeless Joe Jackson or better yet, John Kinsella, you, you'll be emerging from that magical cornfield. Uh, such is our show page. And um, time stands still there, Chris. You know, All of the shows are there for the taking. Unlike Field of Dreams, though, uh, it does not require any level of magic or belief in the spirit of the game to see the shows. If you actually don't see the shows, it's probably an internet connection issue, so you might want to check that. Yeah, that's on you. Um, yeah, so yeah. like and subscribe on the audio podcast. Give us a little rating, too. I like how you built that. That yeah. was a nice one this yeah, week. Yeah, I know. I dug deep. A little Field of Dreams, a little nostalgia for me. Um, okay, so so back to the, the prior topic. We will dive in just a little bit of NASCAR. I just feel like we need to kind of tie some loose ends up. Yes. So the way the 500 ended. Now, you and I have already discussed this briefly when you said, boy, that was like an underwhelming end. Yeah. So Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he wins this thing, and he wins it under caution in overtime. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, some of these rules I'm not all that up to speed on either. So BK was like, you know, telling me, okay, well, this is why it ended this way. But a lot of fans, I think, have echoed your sentiment that it seems like, you know, you you go – 
200 plus laps and we don't go to the finish line yeah there's no car crosses the line there's not a checkered flag and i feel like you know this was uh so this is nascar super bowl right yeah and i think it's a chance every year to capture some new viewers and nascar has been it's certainly not where it was 20 years ago in popularity, but it's been trending up each year. But this is your chance. You know, you've got football seasons over. You've got a Sunday afternoon here, this great window to capture some new viewers. And so I was watching and, you know, you and I have talked. I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan in the world, but we had Eric Almarola on here, as you mentioned. So I'm watching the last probably 40 laps just to see how it ends up and how he finishes latecomer yeah that's me i'll tune in i'll tune in when it matters you know <laughs> give me the give me the sunday at the masters right. i'll watch then yeah and and so for me and not understanding fully the rules as kind of a, a new fan trying to get into this I, okay we go to overtime but now we still can't finish because there's another wreck and it ends right. under this white green checkered thing i i don't understand so, why they, why can't they just keep racing even if we have another wreck why can't they have another overtime and just keep racing well yeah so i'll do my best to summarize it but bk you're gonna have to check my work so in overtime after the white flag so you got you got two laps when you go into overtime mm -hmm. and so once you pass that first lap then the white flag comes out and then if there is a wreck after that I believe that's what up to the discretion of the NASCAR officials, right, BK, to whether or not they want to call it. So if it infringes upon right the the pack of leaders, right? Right. If I mean, their first concern when there's a big wreck like that is getting the safety crew and the, all the ambulances and stuff out to the drivers, you know, quickly as they can. And so they'll have to throw the caution and get up the rest of the cars slowed down. And you can't have ambulances running out there with cars going 200 miles an hour. Oh, now, that, now that could be an interesting <laughs> way. If you want to, if you want to jazz it up a bit, you know, well, I, put some I, objects I, I, on the track. Well, I think we understand that, but why can't you? After the ambulances have cleared, the wrecked cars have cleared. So why you're can't, just saying another overtime? Yeah. Why? Why can't we get well, to the finish like two, line? I mean, technically, two complete laps without a wreck. Yeah. yeah and yeah. even if all the cars wreck, but two, at least you have two. Let's come on. Let's give us, a, give yeah. us the 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 argument against that well in before that it, there was no overtime so you would you know if there was a wreck on the you know last lap that was the race and but in those days too you would race back to the caution and so there would be no slowing down the caution flag would be out say you're on the back stretch like in this okay. event but these drivers would still go you know 200 miles an hour around the track and then all of a sudden they're racing to get to the finish line and then they're having to slow down because they're having to dodge all these wrecked cars mm. out there. So that's not safe. It was some near, I mean, horrible accidents that way. NASCAR changed it to this rule to where, all right, we're going to have an overtime green-white checkered. They used to have limits on it, you know, to where, oh, we can only do it once or twice. And now they said, no, once you get to the, once the leader takes the white flag, then the next flag determines the victory. And he did have to finish the race. I mean, the race finished under caution, but if Ricky Stenhouse, say, well, but, ran out of but gas. Le, but Logano he, passed him at the finish line. Yeah. No, no. Well, Logano passed him at the finish line, but what the rule is is that when the caution comes out after the white flag drops, whoever's in the lead at that moment. Right. So it's not a finish line it, finish. It's no, a, but it's a, yeah, it's a but caution flag finish. It's a, yeah, the, I mean, the race finishes under caution, right. but the whoever the – car was in the front at the time that the caution was dropped was, is the winner. Now, if, if mm. Stenhouse ran out of gas and could not finish that last half lap, then second place Joey Logano would have won. So you do have to complete the lap. 
You just don't race to the finish of the line. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, it still just feels, I don't know. Well, I like, agree. It, I mean, it's, it's almost it's, like with the Super Bowl, the, the Chiefs get the flag there at the end. This felt like the equivalent of the Chiefs not even having to kick the field goal. It's like, well, it's a chip shot. You guys are there. Yeah. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I don't know, not to take anything like away that. from yeah. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I mean, it seems like there could be a third way, and I'm not smart enough to figure it out. Well, just put either, either way, it's yeah. it's still a legitimate Daytona 500 win for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Right. And the hats off to him, and I appreciate your insight. And I enjoyed yep. my time with you that week, Scott. Oh, well, thank you. Well, my goodness. I what, yeah. Am, yeah. I, am I being pushed out of the picture well, here? Well, we'll thank just, you, we'll get, Let's get Kato these, out there Yeah, we're going to move you out to the big studio here, out of that closet. <laughs> what, what happened on I-4? <laughs> Tell us. Well, that's good. That's how they should settle it. Just have the remaining drivers go out to I-4 there you go. and race to oh, Tampa. Boy, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay, very good. Thanks. Thank you for the insight. You know, if we had someone as keen, uh, you know, breaking that down for every person that watched. Why know. did it take us 24 or 5 episodes to let Brian talk? That was great. Yeah. Well, we should have brought him in sooner. I know, especially if he keeps complimenting me like that. He's going to work himself. And like, we have, we do have space between us. We do, um, yes. Uh, so, you know, you, you talk about funky rules, yeah. and now we have college football that is proposing uh, some new rule changes. And... I know how passionate and how much you care about college football specifically, and uh, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because this is all done in the name of reducing plays to reduce, you know, obviously limit exposure to players uh, in terms of injury. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily... Well, let, I, let me push back a little there. I think it's mostly out of making a better product. Uh, from what I understand, I think it's mostly out of liability because they are realizing that they're running. You know, NFL has averages about 155 plays right. in a game, where in college football you have 180 games, mm -hmm. and these are you know not all of them are paid athletes, and yeah. you know they're also expanding. You know, with the the playoffs, adding You're games looking onto at the schedule, potentially yeah. like 17 game schedule. So I think that they're just saying, how can we limit the exposure? If, if we take 15% of a player's playing time away, that reduces risk of injury, that reduces liability for us if players get hurt. And so I think that that's mostly the aim. Because from a, from a viewer standpoint, I'm not impacted. I mean, I've never watched, like I've never watched a college football okay. game where I'm like, this game is just too long. Yeah, I, like, I have it may a, not a be, couple. It may not be as entertaining, right. but, like, it's not usually about the length of the game. Okay. You know, it's mostly about the style of play maybe out of the teams. You know, but right. But so, do you want to go down some of these rules? And I you do. Tell yeah. Me what you think? Well, give me, give me what you got. All right. So, you know, obviously they want running clocks. So one of the ideas is, you know, like in the NFL, uh, first downs don't stop the clock. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you do that, uh, they say they had somebody that they actually assigned to monitor like the entire I think last football season, and they thought you could lose seven plays seven to All nine right, plays, so we're gonna yeah. sub, we're gonna subtract seven plays and i'm i'm good with this do you like yeah, that I, are, you fi are you fine with it i like it even though i'm a traditionalist of college football i like it because let's face it college football is now a development league developmental league for the nfl nfl has that rule where you don't stop the clock when every time there's a first down so yeah but you're I, not are you good with adopting every nfl rule no 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 and i'll get to that but this is a good one i think because this, this one makes sense. I don't know how it became in college football that we stopped the clock for first down. I know the, the guys have to move the chains, but come on, this isn't 
archaic now. We have, right. you know, digital markers on the field. So, yeah, I, I like the doing away with the well, clock. Well, there's it, always going to be a pace of play that is uh, predicated on the referees anyways. I mean, yeah. they have to reset the ball whether that clock's right. running or not. So, uh, I'm I'm fine with it. But, again, I think my over, overarching th- thought is, like, I don't care to speed the game up. I don't care to remove plays. But if we're going to do it, I'd, I'd say start there. That's a good – and did you add the caveat that this wouldn't happen? The clock would still stop in the last two minutes of – Correct. Oh, yeah. Of a so half. At yeah. the end of each half, uh, they would still be able to stop the clock after first downs. Yeah. Okay, so, so I, I like that one. So then there's another one, and I do have an issue with this one. Oh, good. Uh, running clock after incomplete passes. Yeah. If they, they say that if you do that, you'll lose – 18 to 20 plays yeah. off the game. And that's going to bring them right around where the NFL mark is. But I hate this because yeah. I think this changes so much. It does. It would change strategy. Well, no. and especially since every – I mean, the, the the game now is it's all based on pass. Right. right? So every team is, is a pass-first offense for the most part. Yeah. And no, that that rule – and I I, theor- I think there's a lot of it's too much back of a against change. that one. It is. Too much yeah. of a change. Um, and then there's no consecutive timeouts to ice the kicker. I'm fine with that. So – I mean, it never works anyway, does it? Have you ever seen the yeah. icing the kicker actually work? I don't know. Well, nobody knows if it works. You know, <laughs> it's just a, like, does he really like sitting around? Is that is that the reason he missed it? You is know? he frozen? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I again, like, I don't, I don't care. I don't it think that's going to so save, rarely. Yeah, that, I don't think that that's going to save a lot of timeouts. Please. Um, and so they're gonna. Those are the ones that I have. Was there? Yeah, was there's else, there's right? one more, and it's just not extending a first or third quarter if there's an untimed a penalty on an untimed down so if a defense commits a penalty okay you don't go play an extra play with zeros on the clock you come back and assess gotcha. the penalty after yeah, the break i'm fine with that and that's not going to come up a lot so either. i mean so out of those four suggestions i think i think that they'll probably i'm going to guess that they they do the first down one yeah uh, I, and they'll probably do the no back-to-back timeouts on icing the kicker and i'm fine with that it doesn't change the game really at all and if it saves a couple of plays and that's the goal then then i'm fine with both of those i feel like though if they want to now you said again this may be more about player safety i kind of sometimes think that that's a um well liability a liability right i think that's what they want you to believe they're doing it for but it really is about putting a better product on tv that's a little moves a little faster a little easier to watch and so i think if they really want to shorten game time do away with some of these video reviews that take eons. I mean, there is such a stark difference if you watch football in how an NFL crew reviews reviewable plays and a college crew well, does. I mean, that's what slows the games down. That- yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think that that probably, I don't know what the staffing looks like, but I would guess the NFL officiating crew probably has more. I mean, they have people that are monitoring that. You but, know. but there's no reason these big conferences can't do that. SEC, sure. yeah. you, you know, if there's a questionable catch, not a catch, the league office in Birmingham buzzes down to the field just like they do in the NFL. Yeah, it's a catch. Keep playing. I mean, there are some. I think there are some easy ways to speed up the game, if that's what we're concerned about, that have nothing to do with these rules. I, I think that's the number one thing that slows college football down and makes it a little tougher to watch or these video reviews sometimes these guys are under that headset forever i mean wars are being fought presidents come and go they're still under there reviewing a play so they're going to discuss this uh at the end of this month so february 27th and then they're going to have a decision expected by march 3rd so yeah my guess is they're going to probably take some of these into consideration and it you know it, i think there'll be ho-hum moves not really going to impact the game um but yeah it, 
I don't know. I, I don't see the need for it. I, I'm okay with it um, the way it is. Yeah. But I, I get it when you're expanding the playoffs. And, and I again, you know how much I care about the playoffs. You're all, Baby, about, I want, you're all about the yachts. I want 64 yeah. teams, man. Um, so, like, I yeah, if it means we're playing more games at the end of the year, then I'm all for it. Um, all right. Speaking of NFL, so DK Metcalf, um, he uh, obviously is a freakish athlete. My goodness. And uh, he participated in the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. And he just, I mean, this guy, he can do it. He's a hooper. Uh, he, 20 points, 10 rebounds. He was the MVP. Swatting so, shots, yeah, five blocks. Throwing yeah. dunks down. I mean, this guy's yeah. all over the court. What happens the next day? What happens the next day, Chris? He gets a text message that he has a drug test, a random, random yeah. drug test. And uh, I think everybody kind of collectively rolled their eyes like, okay, wh what's this all about? Is it because of what he did? That in conjunction with, as right. I've seen, I know you've seen now, the uh, viral video of him leaping uh, into a different into stratosphere. Yeah, right. Yeah. So these things happen. He does this superhuman leap, and we could talk if it was edited or not. And he Certainly has this edited. great all-star game, celebrity all-star game, and he gets a notice the next day that he's got a pee in the cup. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a punishment for being an exceptional athlete. You can't just be that good. Here's the issue I have with the drug test. And and this was specifically for performance enhancing substances, right? This is what the test I that's believe what that's the what message he received said. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you play a great game, you make this video where you do this great leap. You, you got to be on something. You must have I, I just don't like that this test Well, came that's what we're all implying. But that may not be actually fair. Right. right. No, I don't think it is. I, I don't like that the, he gets tested outside the football season anyway. Like, what does it matter? This is the off season. What are we doing here? So take all the performance-enhancing drugs you want in the off season. Is that the no, message? No, no, not that. But don't hit me with a test like one over one week after the Super Bowl ends when I've just, you know, as you pointed out, done these amazing things on the basketball court and in the video. I mean, have better awareness, I think, would be my point here of when you're like telling when, this player <laughs> that he's going to get tested. Well, I, I mean, it just, but what's that message then? It's Well, it just know. smells like they did this to A.J. Brown during the season last year after he had a three-touchdown game against the Steelers. Right. He gets the random drug test notification the next day it just doesn't i mean it does feel like low-hanging fruit it's like you know whoever's in charge of conducting these random tests and it's i don't believe it's head up, headed up by the nfl so i think this is like a third party that does this so who knows maybe the, the guy that's like tasked with uh, finding that random person i mean he's probably not drawing names out of a hat uh he so he's probably like okay let me just comb the headlines here oh dk uh, metcalf did something his crazy fantasy football Check opponent had aj brown right, yeah, and he yeah. lost so, oh, we're gonna test this guy. bring him down week nine um yeah no i mean i'm okay with it i think that like he really it's part of the job so whether or not it's it's precipitated by something you did to draw extra eyeballs athletically i mean i don't know it's fair game like but, but, I mean, it, it, but that it, defeats the word random okay i get what you're saying but then don't call it random if it's going to be because you're doing something great athletically and you're going to get tested don't call it random call it um we've got to check your excellence call it a uh, you know strategy. Well, but it's random in the sense that like uh it's not a scheduled like we're not it's not necessarily i don't know how much it is like necessarily random people you know, I don't know that subject. I don't know the protocol, but it's random in the sense that, like, we're not giving you a date. Hey, like on this date in April, 
20th is your drug test. Oh. All right, so make sure you're ready for it. So it's not like that. I feel like it should be random selection. You're saying it's not random selection. I don't know. I have no idea. Where's the randomizer? Let's bring the randomizer. Yeah, that's what it ought to be, here. you know? It's just to get that what, little. So do you, think, do you think the video is real of him leaping and catching that football? Uh, no. No, no don't. I don't okay. think how I, I I can't see how you could watch that and think it's real. I think it's real. I mean, if if so, then he has the greatest like freestanding jump or whatever, however you call that, like the when they do the. Yeah, I think freestanding is a good. A good it is. He was standing. Free. He was levitating. Yeah. I mean, he, there was a point where it was like he was floating. Actually, I. Don't I mean, he his. If that's the case, then I don't know why you're not throwing it like up. Well, that's what I was going to say. We thought Geno time. Smith had a good season last year, but it turns out he should have been throwing. DK can fly. 50-50 balls yeah. to this guy. Yeah, no, that was. I, uh, I, I think it was real just because of. <laughs> have you looked at this human, this DK Metcalf? No, have, he's, yeah. have you seen what he can do? He's pretty good. Why would we doubt that he could fly into the next stratosphere. Yeah. Like, well, Chris also believes that Tom Brady threw a ball back no. into the uh, jugs machine, jugs no. machine. and yeah. hit a sixty-foot put. Yeah. No, that's that's another point. Thank you. That some of these videos are clearly staged and edited. If you watch the video too, I think you're being tricked a little by angles and how his body contorted, his legs flew up when he, and it looks like he's six feet off the ground. But when you look at it, he's just five feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you would home i guess you can uh, google it now and you can be the judge all right what do you say you take off for a little bit okay and i uh bring someone to keep that seat warm please do and, and make sure it's uh, a body that's good at protecting so protect my seat right oh yeah he'll protect okay. it yeah he'll protect it all right all right, all right. very good we'll go see, have we'll, a sandwich we'll okay. see you later chris right. time for our guest he's a 10-year nfl vet the last five in tampa a pro bowler super bowl champ buck center ryan jensen is our guest in studio I love it. Uh, you know, I know that we're like just weeks into the off season. What is like the the mo here at this point in the off season? Is it just like straight hibernation? Is it vacation? What's what's on the agenda? Yeah, for me, it's it's just kind of relaxing, uh, decompressing from the season and and getting into that off season flow and. Uh, you know, here before too long, be heading heading home to Colorado and and getting some relaxation in. What's the weather in Colorado right now? Uh, right now, it's probably about forty five degrees. A little bit chillier than uh, here in uh, Tampa, Florida. <laughs> a little so. bit chilly. I mean, that's like go up into your attic winter coat uh, here in Florida. But uh, no, that's that's beautiful out there. Uh, so we have a big off season announcement for you. Uh, you have now become a co owner of an off the field pursuit HGC going into business with uh, your good buddy Garrett Gilkey. Played for the Bucks here a couple of seasons back 2014-2015 but it's HGC design build right so this is construction this is a totally different realm for you yeah definitely it's a it's a completely different realm for me uh, for my my background and everything but um, meeting Garrett over 14 years ago uh, actually competing against him in in college which is uh, pretty incredible considering we both went to a division two school um, in the same conference both got drafted and became uh, very close friends, and uh, now we're going into going into business together. Um, you know, HUC has been been around for about five years now here in in, in Tampa, and uh, you know, it's some exciting stuff. We're we're getting ready to expand out to out to Colorado, uh, nice. my home state. So it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah, what's it like to go into business with 
a good buddy. I mean, I know that people say, ah, you know, don't go into business with friends, but you guys are like super close. So how did that conversation go about? Did, did he have to sell you on it or was it like, Hey man, I want a slice of that. Let me in. <laughs> yeah, no, there was, there wasn't much selling on it, honestly, yeah. you know, just seeing what he's done with the company over the last five years, um, here in Tampa has been, been incredible. Um, the things he's done in the community, you know, the business plan, everything like that. It was a, it was a no brainer for me. Um, you know, he's got the playbook, and you know he, he wants me to lead the the front out in Colorado, and I'm I'm excited for the opportunity, and it's going to be uh, I think I think it's going to take off and and bring beautiful homes and 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 houses out out to Colorado. Well, and if you check out the website, I mean, some of the pieces of work that you guys have already done, I mean, it's re it's really <laughs> nice high end stuff. Did he? I mean, is he a design guy by nature? Like what? What was it that attached him to this? And like like is he? I mean, did he always have that in his? In his mindset? Yeah, I think that that was a little bit. Um, you know, actually, when he uh, got hurt here, uh, you know, tore his knee up on the field yeah. um, back in like 2015, I believe is when it was, or 2014. Out um, uh, here, he literally built a table and fell in love with the whole process of, of, that was it. of building a table and, wow. um, you know, went from building a table to, hey, let's go buy a couple uh, rundown <laughs> houses and, and flip them. And, yeah. and from that point on, it was. You know, it, it, it escalated so quickly from doing, you know, low-end flips to doing multi-million dollar projects, uh, multi-million dollar remodels or, and, and new builds and how fast it's came, came about and, and everything like that's pretty, pretty amazing. Well, I mean, there's TV networks that are dedicated to this type of stuff. So, I mean, it's like the perfect world of like you have the NFL and you have like home remodel type things come together between you two guys and I'm sure the future is bright but I saw a video of you like operating like a backhoe <laughs> or is this like what is the heavy machinery that you're capable of operating <laughs> uh, I mean I don't know if I'm, a, I'm a technically uh, certified <laughs> per se but uh yeah that, that video was uh me actually uh tearing down half of the house um that we're building out in Colorado through HGC and that's actually kind of how uh the whole Colorado idea was was born um about 18 months ago, I bought a property and I flew Garrett out because I wanted him to check it out and came out, checked it out and said, no, this is, this is great. Let's build your, let's build your dream home out here. And, uh, we started that and, you know, everything just started to fall in place with, you know, all the general contractors that we found out there. And, uh, you know, you approached me about eight months ago and was like, do you want to, you want to, you want to do this out in Colorado? Mm. You, you know, he loves, he loves out in Colorado. He loves it here in Tampa, but he's, he wants to expand and, and become, you know, uh, a national brand yeah and i feel like uh colorado is a, is a great spot uh to start i've seen images of the compound um <laughs> what what is the one thing that you wanted in your own house uh that was maybe peculiar or different peculiar or different i mean there's a couple different cool things Do you have that a train set like <laughs> remember the show silver spoon like uh ricky schroeder had an inside of his house he had a mansion it was like a train that would go from room to room anything crazy like that no i don't think there's there's anything too <laughs> crazy like that i think we're gonna do a little bit of a, a john wick uh kind of vault room you know, you know maybe a little little whiskey cigar room nice. you know oh, that's, yeah, that's that's something that's gonna be a uh one of my one of my cool little my cool little uh, nuances. In yeah, absolutely, it. yeah. That's yeah. That would be solid. You need ventilation for that. If if there if it comes down to like business decision needs to be made, you and Garrett aren't seeing eye to eye. Can I recommend maybe like one on one pass rush drills <laughs> to settle who who's who gets the final say? Who would be a better defensive lineman, you or him? I think at, at peak, at peak, at let's peak, give him credit. I would, I would say probably me. I'm, I was always a little bit more athletic than him. Uh, and he's, he's a tall fella too. He's yeah. what six six. He's six 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 seven. So yeah, you he's get he's a little him bit, leverage. Yeah, yeah. You get I underneath that. 
Well, that's, uh, yeah, exciting stuff, and uh, we'll have more on that in just a moment. But I, I got to circle back to the big offseason news. Your, your reaction, uh, Tom Brady's video comes out, announces his retirement, uh, a very unceremonious announcement. Were you as surprised as everybody else? I mean, I, I don't want to say I was surprised. Um, you know, maybe a little surprised on how he announced it. Yeah. But um, I think after what happened last year with it getting leaked and and all that he wanted to he wanted to do it on his own own terms and his you know his own time and uh yeah it was you know obviously bummed you know yeah. loved playing football with the guy and uh, he's pretty good at it so um yes, yeah. yeah but no the the news is you know when it when it hit uh just you know it's one of those a little piece of you know football died a little bit on you that's know, true and, that's true I mean, even for people that aren't like they, they weren't necessarily fans of the Bucks or the Patriots or Brady per se. I mean, this is I mean, he's held the guard now for, you know, parts of three decades in the game. So I think that the, that the loss of him in this, you know, we know he's the TV future, but on the field. I mean, there is a little piece that I think you hit on something that like the football fan <laughs> dies just a little bit. Anytime a legend, you know what I mean? Anytime a legend goes away. Did you circle back with him and say, hey, wait, wait a minute. I remember last year at this time. Are you sure? Are you 100% sure? <laughs> no, no, nothing, nothing like that. Just, you know, I congratulated him and, uh, uh, you know, just told him I appreciate him for everything that he, uh, he helped me through and, and, and do. What, is, what do you think that if, if you had to boil it down to one thing that would impact you? I mean, you, you were already a vet when he joined the team, uh, but the last three of your 10 years, you had the GOAT. So what, does, what is maybe one thing that he impressed upon you that changed how you looked at the game? I think just from a mental st standpoint, you know, not necessarily the X's and O's, but the psychological kind of warfare that comes through a season, especially this last one for me with, you know, having a major knee injury yeah. and, and working back, uh, trying to get through that, you know, him and, you know, Alex Guerrero really helped me through the whole, the whole season, along with the, the rest of the training staff. But from like a mental standpoint, you know, they were, they were big on, on getting through that, that mental scar tissue, as they call it. Um, once I started moving around on the field and, and getting through that, where I could get back on the field and, and play. Um, so just kind of that, that mental fortitude that he brings, you know, and, and kind of teaches guys. That's one of the bigger things I think I've, I've learned from myself this year and, and from him was just kind of that mental fortitude and, and getting through uh, that struggle well and that's that's a uh, an aspect of injury that most people don't really talk about because we didn't really get an idea of of how devastating the knee injury was until after the fact and there was like six major injuries mm -hmm. in one knee like i mean mentally when you're thinking through this i'm sure you're thinking am i ever i don't know am i going to walk without a limp Am I going to walk? Am I going to play again? I mean, are these the, the mental hurdles that you're talking about? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, like right when that happened and, and, you know, went and got the MRI and got back and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Bobby, who's our, our athletic trainer, head athletic trainer, is going through all these these images and saying, yeah, your, your MCL is torn and your PCL is torn, your ACL is torn, but we're not sure how torn it is. You have this fracture, you have your meniscus flipped. You know, it, all of a sudden these, you start hearing these injuries yeah. pile up and you know i'm 31 years old i'm you know 10 years in the nfl like you start thinking about that that future and that potential of did i you know play my last snap and you know it's a it's a mental battle and you know it's an emotional time and getting through that and figuring that out was a was a huge um huge hurdle because there's so much uncertainty with what's going on you have doctors saying that uh you know you need a full knee reconstruction right now and then you have you know the doctor that we end up going with he goes no give me give me six weeks really? and we can, 
give me six weeks. We're going to get you in mobile. We're going to try to get your MCL to the scar in and go from there. He goes, I have a history of, of fixing these types of injuries without, without surgery. Um, he goes, and he was very adamant. He goes, if I had, um, would have had full knee reconstruction surgery right off the rip that I would never walk the same. And I probably wouldn't, I would, he goes, your career would be over. He goes, your knee would be so stiff. You wouldn't have any mobility left in your leg. Okay. So that's kind of scary because not, not just the, the outcome of that, but that you could have doctors that are very capable, right? And they both have like drastically different ideas of how to tackle this. But at the time you have to think, well, I don't want to just go with a guy that's going to tell me what I want to hear. Mm -hmm. Right. But you have to go with the, the how, how do you make that decision? Because I'm sure part of you is like, well, dude, if I can go and not have surgery, that is preferred. This guy's telling you not only is it preferred, but this is what's going to get you back quicker and it's going to have like less long term issues. Yeah. And it was it was it was tough because you never really know what's what to expect. Yeah. You know, you, you're getting all these opinions from these these doctors who have done it for for years and years and years. And, you know, the traditional, you know, more traditional is like, yeah, go in there and, and fix everything and get everything uh, healing. But, um, you know, that that whole process of dis, dis, deciding on um, what we needed to do. And, you know, with the doctor we ended up going with, Dr. Shelbourne up in Indianapolis, it was uh, give me, you know, give me six weeks and see how it goes. And he goes, and if you need to have surgery after six weeks, then we do the surgery. But let me let me take that six weeks and, and really push um, and, and see what we can get get accomplished. And ultimately, uh, his his process worked. And, you know, I came back after that injury after five months, just over five months. How difficult was it not just to watch from afar, but Ever, I mean, it's the injury's kind of shrouded in a little bit of mystery. Did you have a desire to say, "Hey, this is what's going on," and I, you know, or are you perfectly fine with letting media types like us <laughs> twist in the wind? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think there was just you know there was a, a lot of truth to what Todd kept saying about you know the swelling and the yeah. uncertainty of what the injury was, and um, you know it was one of those things where you know it was potentially a career-ending injury, and I think. Um, you know, from a strategic standpoint and from a you know personal standpoint, we didn't really want that to get out and, and have more distraction from from that during the season. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was tough. There's times where you know people were you know quote unquote leaking information about right. the injury, and it's like yeah yeah you don't know what you're talking about. That that got frustrating. That made me want to like come out and, and say stuff. But that happens. Wait, <laughs> wait no. Well, no. Uh, but no, it was uh it was it was quite the quite the adventure of uh, getting back from that. So I mean miraculous comeback and to be out there on the field I know the result wasn't what you guys wanted but I, I watched you in pregame warm-ups to kind of see you know through the face mask how the emotions and I, you know it's hard to tell but how, what did that feel like for you to be out there with these guys you had been wanting to be out there all season long and now here we go it's go time yeah you know after I think I think at that point that was my 93rd start or 92nd start but it felt like my first um the way it, you know running out on the field and, and, and just that emotion of, you know, you, you do it so often and you do it so many times in a row. And then all of a sudden that, that experience gets taken from you. And then you have to, you have to, you know, work so hard to get back and you get to experience that again. You know, it's like, it was like becoming a kid again. And just, just the excitement of, of Christmas morning when you're, when you're a kid, it was running out on the field, hearing people yelling and screaming and, uh, you know, something that, uh, people take advantage of at times. I think yeah. that, that excitement and, and how crazy it is what we do for a living. And it was just a, it was a, it was a great reminder of, of how cool, you know, and how hard 
you know, it is to, to be in that position. Does it feel normal now? I mean, does the knee, I mean, I'm sure that after the game there was some, some reverb, but like, it, does it feel 80%? Does it feel like to yeah. normal? Yeah. I mean, I think now, you know, everyday stuff, it, it feels relatively normal, you know, yeah. it's, uh, you know, stable. There's no pain, you know, when I'm walking or, or running or anything like that. So now it's just, you know, really focusing again on, on getting, getting all my strength back and all my mobility back and, uh, and just keep pushing forward. So a uh, quick look at the future. We don't know exactly what the team's going to look like. Obviously there's some salary cap issues that need to be figured out uh, with this team. But right now, Kyle Trask is the only guy under center at quarterback under contract, at least. Um, what have you seen from him? Because very, very limited tape, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but you see him every day out there in practice. What is Kyle Trask? Yeah, no, he, he's a, a hardworking kid. You know, he's, he's taken the last couple of years, especially, you know, learning from, from Tom and, yeah. and, and taking that information and, you know, starting to apply that. And, you know, his rookie year to his second year, you know, there was, I think, some big jumps from a practice standpoint, watching him, uh, you know, the way he practiced, the way he, you know, relayed information and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think he's he's uh, a young kid who's, who's you know, taking the, the proper steps to uh, potentially become you know, become that guy. Yeah. Well, the 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 future for the Bucks is, is – going to come together here i'm sure soon we're going to start to find pieces you know coaching staff needs to be filled out but uh you're still going to be a part of it and that gives a lot of bucks uh some peace peace of mind to know that uh the guy in the middle of that offensive line is coming back for another year uh it is hgd hgc what i keep hgc <laughs> design build uh you could go to the website right what's the website that people can check out uh, hgcdesignbuild.com okay very simple and you can see all the, the galleries of work that uh garrett and the team have, have done um can i just you know if you guys have any type of warranty on your work i my idea is pocket protection warranty plan what do you think <laughs> i mean that's, a, that's we got to find a cheeky <laughs> way of tying it into football there no doubt i think that, that that's uh, we'll take that into consideration good stuff he's he's launching the business out west and uh, a new venture off the field and we're looking forward to a great future on the field as well the great ryan jensen on the nod pod today thanks ryan appreciate you insightful discussion with ryan jensen you're gonna have to go back and download the podcast to actually listen to it chris but it won't let me in i've tried many times to scan that qr code of yours and it doesn't work it keeps sending me to a pay yeah, site there's which certain is... people uh, that have been randomly selected out of mm. uh, being able to retrieve the episodes <laughs> um all right let's bring bk back in and uh, you tease it off the top of the show we're, we're talking favorite moments in history of sports that that we would like to go back to and catch live yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's the anniversary of the miracle on ice, and I yeah. always thought how cool it would be to, if to you be could, there. yeah, to yeah, to be you know, to go back in time and see that event. So I was wondering, if you could go back in time, what sporting event or any event would you want to see? Well, first off, let's do okay, sporting is that, event. Is that you? Is is Miracle on Ice yours? Uh, miracle on Ice is up there. I would yeah. say, you know, maybe like something really historical, like Jesse Owens at the '36 Olympics. That or, would be something. Or yeah. like Joe Namath, Super Bowl three. Yes, I was thinking about that one. Were you? Okay. So be a good one. Yeah. Or uh, I like to see Scott play college football. Yes, <laughs> I want to go back to the worst game of his career. You know, <laughs> and heckle him. He uh, he hit the quarterback late, and then he muffed. He could have covered a fumble, and yeah, I yeah. want to see that one. Get off the field, you <laughs> bum! <laughs> Who's this mean old guy? <laughs> yeah, and why are his clothes so futuristic and awesome? <laughs> What's Metallica? Yeah, no, that was around even back then. Yeah. yeah. That. All right. okay. 
<laughs> All right, Chris, do you want to take that? Oh, that's tough. Um, I'm glad Brian gave us a heads up so that I could <laughs> yes. Google some memories. No, I, the first thing I thought of was Miracle on Ice, but you brought that up. And then I also thought, well, I wasn't really into hockey then. But I know this is current, present us going back in time and appreciating a moment Whereas people in that moment not, might not have even realized Correct. the significance of it. Yeah. You know, you're, Jack, a, you're a time hopper. Yeah, exactly. So my first question is, can I uh, place a wager with a bookie <laughs> if I were to travel know, this back guy, in time? I swear. Because if that's the case, give me Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas. We already saw that movie. That was Back to the Future 2, okay. right? Didn't now, you do that? I will do probably uh, start with Tiger Woods winning the Masters in 97, hugging Ooh. his dad. That would be good. I think good. that'd be a good one to be there yeah. on yeah. the green his for. First, his first ever Ooh, major championship. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, you, you took with uh, with Joe Namath and the Jets winning that Super Bowl. That was a good one. Um, I'm selfish, so I'm a huge Alabama football fan. I would love to see uh, the 1980 Sugar Bowl, I believe, Brian. Goal line stand against Penn State to win the national championship. Joe Paterno's Penn State, Bear Bryant's Alabama team. That'd be pretty cool to be there in person for that. And that yeah. was uh, in New Orleans? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'm surprised well. that BK didn't have an Alabama memory that he would like to go back. Oh, I bet he has several. Hand. Oh, one more. I thought of a good one. Um, Frazier Ali, 74, Madison Square Garden. Ooh. It See, went. It went 12 good. rounds. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was thinking that too, but I I wanted to see the Rumble in the Jungle with Foreman. I think that, that would have been that would have been cool. And it's in Zaire. Yeah, okay. Like, You've always wanted to go to Zaire. <laughs> I mean, I just think that that setting would have been amazing, you yeah. know. And it was a, it was a classic. So um, yeah, that would be up there. I mean, for me, I you know obviously grew up a Detroit Tigers fan. And so the lasting memory is the 84 World Series. I grew up watching the my my dad, you know, had that series on a VHS tape. Yeah. <laughs> along with a couple movies, I believe Ghostbusters and uh, Rear Win- Rear Window. Okay. Is that the Alfred Hitchcock movie? A couple of classics. Yeah, and okay. Vertigo. So yeah. that's I grew up watching those. That was the only cassette tape that we had. <laughs> so I would watch reruns of the 84 series. Um, but yeah, Game Five, Kirk Gibson home run, Tiger Stadium. Uh, that would be my number one. I know that does nothing for anybody else outside of Detroit. Um, I think the the Babe Ruth called the shot just oh. to see because I think that there is hasn't there been like some yeah was uncertainty he whether or not pitcher? he actually yeah. pointed. So, th- so and that was a world back series. As a, this would be the journalist you going back to see if he really did call. Well, the no, shot. I mean to me like the mo- the coolest thing would to be go to go back and watch one of those old timey baseball games to see Babe Ruth in person yeah. to see like a Ty Cobb in person like that would be super cool. Yeah. Like so, it's m- more than just the event itself. Uh, to see the actual people. I right. Mean, and, and Babe Ruth is probably the number one, right? Like, if I could see any athlete back I, I in time so. in the flesh, to me it would be Babe Ruth. Yeah. No, that would probably so. I, I would also want to see if they are black and white. Like, when you go, <laughs> did they really? Is that what was their color then? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, and also, what it, color was his hair and his eyes? That would be interesting, too, to see how they, now that we have our current um, exposure from living in the present time, how they physically stack up you know against the athletes oh, we I'm see sure. yeah, I'm on sure the field out there not anywhere near what uh, you know dk metcalf what, what do you think babe ruth's uh, vertical was <laughs> i don't know yeah. I, I don't Maybe know that he, two inches i don't know that he needed it, i think but. uh i think seeing lou gehrig's farewell speech would Ooh, be cool. oh good i mean you talk about like chills to hear yeah. that 
I wonder if it was as echoey as it came across in the, the videotape. Probably not, yeah. no. Yeah. I got to wonder, too, if I, I don't know what the gas mileage or the lease mileage on our time machine is, but could we go back and watch some really ancient sport, like maybe see a, like, uh, a Greek wrestling? How about a joust? Like, see, you know, in medieval times. Like, yeah. a, like we don't, you don't. They, I don't think they, that was, was that for sport? Or was that like to I settle was, like unpaid debts? I believe you could use it for either. Like, I, you stole my cistern. I'm not saying and I want to see. I'm going to joust you. I'm not saying I want to see humans die as sport, but it could be very interesting. Oh, that's a that's a fun little thought experiment, BK. We appreciate that. Um, yeah. Okay. Got some good ones. Well, um, on yeah. that note, can we say goodbye to everybody? Let's do it. Yeah. We have. Did you want to go back in time to any point in this podcast and maybe? make things mm. different if i could believe i could think my, of a couple things in this <laughs> podcast we'd go back and have you change i want to take out edit out my <laughs> comments about the xfl and how <laughs> it's the greatest gift of football and it's gone there we go good stuff all right uh, to watch full-length episodes of this here podcast head to fox13news.com slash not or that's that qr code works for everybody except chris cato you can subscribe on <laughs> itunes google play spotify and stitcher get us every week in audio form and of course find the show on the social media pages as well it's like bill and ted's excellent adventure you and i it is. Or is it the bogus journey? It's That's ex- the either way, question. it's excellent, and yeah. it is party time. Excellent. All right, very good. Until the next time we are on, there are no off days.